Well, greetings, family. Of course, I am not Pastor John or Pastor Renee or Patrick, for that matter. I'm PJ, Pastor James Montgomery from Freedom Point Church, Hawaii, where it's all about Jesus and Jesus is all about freedom. And so today, first of all, I just want to welcome you into this space, whether you're in your kitchen, your living room, in your office. If you're watching this while you're on the road, be careful. Just listen, but don't look. But we're so glad that you have joined us. I know that you heard over the, the past few weeks that uh, Pastor John and Renee are going to go on their sabbatical. And I believe that's just a wonderful thing. And we're just here to support that. But for today, I want to jump right into a word of encouragement for you, wherever you may find yourself. And then we'll go from there. So allow me to go into a word of prayer. Father in heaven, we come to you and we thank you for today. Lord God, this evening, tonight, for all that you have done, all that you are doing, and all you shall continue to do. Bless in a mighty way. Give us ears to hear what you have to say today. And Father, speak more louder, more clear than what I would ever share. Lord God, to show your people how much you love them and the wonderful plan that you have for their life. We give you glory, we give you honor, and we give you all the praise. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. And thank God again. Welcome to community. That's what I call you community because that's what it's really about. Amen. And so today I've been in a series for the past few weeks at our church. And the title of that series was From Now On. And we talked about various things as it relates to for, from now on. First of all, understanding that we are the people of God and our lives are being transformed every time that we take a look at our life up against the mirror of the word of God, according to second Corinthians, excuse me. Yeah. Second Corinthians chapter five, 17, where it says that if any man or woman be in Christ, they are a new creature, a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. And through this transformation, when we find what our life looks like up against the word of God, guess what happens? We either see, yep, I'm on track or I may not be on track. And so because of God's word, I've got the chance, the power, come on, the empowerment to change it up. And so we say, ah, now that I know what God is saying from now on, I'm going to do something totally different so that I can have a different result in my life. Thus, from now on. And so today, I, I, I just want to kind of speak to the season that you're going to find yourself in within the next uh, few days or few weeks as we go through this time of refreshing, if you will. And so the title of the message, if I had to give it a message, would be this. Take time to rest with God. Again, from now on, I'm encouraging you to take time to rest with God. So what is the whole essence behind the rub of taking time to rest with God? Well, here it is. We're busy. We're busy living life. Let, let me tell you some of the things that a lot of us struggle with that you may not want to share with someone that may be in a room with you. Number one, we, we don't have to be stuck, frustrated, discouraged 
or weighted down by the things that are going on in the world when it relates to what we need to do and what we have to do. What do you what do you mean, PJ? Well, here it is. Some of us have sleepless nights. Uh, We are rehearsing the thoughts of things that I need, that I must do, because if I don't do it, (laughs) it will never get done. And you never find any relief in your life, but you're trying to warm it up and man up saying, I got it all together. But inside, there's a churn saying, there's too much going on. I'm busy and I wish everything would just slow down. Again, God brought me into this space to say, it's time to take time and rest with him. Here's another one. Some of us feel helpless. We're victimized by Business. We're, we're worn out, you know, with, with this thing of saying, hey, I, I just have to have this this savior mentality. I want to help everybody in their situation to include my family, my boss, my co-workers, come on, my leaders, my constituents, my church family. Because, again, if I don't do it, y'all help me. It will never get done. And what it does is just weighs us down, down and down. And we're wondering, will there ever be any release? I, I, I wonder, can anybody relate to what I'm saying? Have you found yourself in a state of busyness and you, you're wondering, how do I get out of it? Let, let, or you may be the one saying, no, 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 PJ, I, I like being busy. I think busy is the best thing that could happen in my life. Or, you know what, PJ, I don't see anything wrong with being busy. Well, let me, let me tell you what's going on here. The, the reality of this whole thing is this, that most people carry busyness as a badge of honor. Yeah, you saw it as a badge of honor or a rite of passage to, you know, have you ever heard people say, I'm just busy, busy, busy. I'm busy all the time. And after I leave this space, I got to go somewhere else. And, and then after that, I've got to take the kids here. Oh, yeah. Then the boss called me and told me I need to take care of this. And Pastor John Sorry. Pastor John called and told me that I need to work on this. Yeah. Busy, busy, busy. And and that's the warning, because a lot of us are taking that that. Yeah, this is exactly what we need to do. Let me give you another problem with all of this. Being busy or the state of business, in fact, is a ploy or plot of the enemy to do what, PJ? I'm glad that you asked to draw us further and farther away from those things that matter most to us in our lives. I had an opportunity to do a little research on this, and I found a story. The author is unknown, but I believe that you'll appreciate what I'm about to share. The title of this story is How Satan Keeps Christians from Christ and Community. Story goes like this. Satan called a worldwide convention. In his opening address to his evil angels, he said these words. We can't keep Christians from going to church or spending time with their family. We can't keep them from reading their Bibles or knowing the truth. We can't even keep them from conservative values. But we can do something else. We can keep them from forming intimate relationships and an abiding experience with Christ. If they gain that connection with Jesus, our power over them is broken. He goes on and says this. So let them go to church. 
Let them have their conservative lifestyles, but still their time so that they can't gain experience with Jesus Christ. One of them says, how do we do this? How do we make this happen? He says, distract them from gaining hold of their Lord and Savior and maintaining that vital connection with him throughout the day. Again, someone says, how do we how do we do this? And he says, keep them busy. Can you say busy? Yeah. Keep them busy in the non-essentials of life. Invent numerous schemes to occupy their minds. Tempt them to spend, spend, spend and borrow, borrow, borrow. Convince the wives to go to work. Convince the husbands to work 10, 12 hours a day, six or seven days out of the week. And then they will understand that if they don't do it, they won't be able to maintain the lifestyles that they already have. He says, keep them from spending time with their children. Uh oh, I'm not meddling. I'm just reading this. Keep them from spending time with their children as their families fragment. Soon their homes will offer no escape from the pressures of work and business. He finishes up with this. He says, overstimulate their minds so that they cannot hear that still small voice. Entice them to play the radios and, and, and the iPods and, and watch Instagram and YouTube as they drive and they're on their way. Keep them watching TV and, and, and on Facebook. Keep it going constantly in their homes and in their spaces and see to it that every store and every restaurant keeps music playing constantly. He adds this, this will jam their minds and break their union with Christ. He says, fill their coffee tables with magazines and newspapers and pound their minds with news, bad news, 24 hours a day and invade their driving moments with other distractions. He closes out with, with this. He says, fill their mailboxes with junk mail, sweepstakes, mail order catalogs. I bet you don't remember mail order catalogs. I'm not going to mess with you, but J.C. Penney's and Sears, which I don't even know if they're still around. But anyway, yeah, fill, fill them with that and every kind of newsletter and promotional offerings with free products, services and false hopes. Even in their recreation, listen to this now, even in their recreation, let them be excessive. Have them return from their vacation exhausted, disquieted and unprepared from the coming week. Don't let them go out in nature. Let them spend time at amusement parks, sporting events, concerts, movies instead of everything else. And when they meet for spiritual fellowship and connection, involve them in gossip, small talk so that when they leave that space, they leave troubled. Come on. And unsettled with what's really going on in their life. Let them be involved in soul winning. We don't care about that, but crowd their lives with so many good causes that they have no time to seek power from Christ. Soon they will be working in their own strength, sacrificing their health 
and family unity for the good of the cause. Well, in the end, it was a quite a great convention. <laughs> the evil angels went eagerly to their assignments that they were given by Satan, causing the Christians everywhere to get busy, busy, busy and to be in a hurry going here and there. Here's the question. Has the devil been successful in his scheme? You be the judge. And that was the end of it. And, and I just want to jump right on that. Are you busy, busy, busy? Are you in a hurry to do a lot of things that really may not be important? I, I'm here to tell you again, the, the problem with this whole thing about business is if it is not closely monitored, if it is not rightly managed, negative impacts will happen in all areas of our life. Can you relate? Could this be representative of your life even right now? So, so what I'm saying is don't, don't look at anyone else that, that may be in the room with you right now. I just want you to look at me like I have no idea what PJ is talking about right now. I mean, I really don't. Yeah, just act that way, but really focus in. Could this be something that's going on in your life right now? I'm here to tell you that we don't have to stay there because Romans chapter 12, verse two, come on. It, it tells us this. We don't have to copy the patterns of the world. We don't have to do it the way those that don't know Christ, the way that they do it. Staying busy, 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 doing more stuff to get more stuff so that our lifestyle is better or that we can meet up with the Joneses or be better than the Joneses. No, we can pause and allow God to transform us to think totally different than the way that we are right now. You know, when, when we allow God's word to be penetrated in our hearts, guess what? We come to realize that we have choices and that we can choose to do it different in order that we might have the life that God had in mind for us to live. And so I just want to let you know, why did I come here? Let me be a little bit redundant. It is to encourage you to take a break and spend time with God. Rest with God. Here's the good news. God invites us to a season or a lifestyle of rest. Really, PJ? Yes, I'm going to prove it to you. In Matthew, and I believe you heard this before. I believe Pastor Renee even talked about it a few weeks ago. And I'm just going to share it again from a different space. But here it is in Matthew. We find Jesus speaking to the crowd and his disciples and he says these words, he says, are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burnt out on religion or life or things that are happening all around you? He says, come to me. Let me pause right there. Before that we can experience the real rest that God has for us, guess what we have to do? We have to stop faking it and be real and go, my God, I'm tired. I'm tired. There's too much going on in my life and, and I just need a little relief. And when we're able to admit that, guess what? The father says, I can work with that. I can work with that. He says, get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real, 
a real rest. You, it's not just a vacation. It's not a three day weekend. But you get to take real rest. He says, walk with me, work with me and watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Mm, this is so good. And then finally, he says this. Keep company with me and you will learn to live freely and lightly. Isn't that what all of us want? <laughs> to, to take the, the heaviness or the weight of all of these things that we have to do or we think that we have to do. Isn't that what it's really all about, that I don't want to get caught up with doing so much that I miss the very things that are most important for me and for my family? You know, think about it. There are people that are out there right now that are in either ICU or they're living their last minutes. And I'm here to tell you, they're not thinking about their job. They're not thinking about their money. They're not thinking about their financial situation. Many of them are concerned about how they spent their life with those that they love the most. And I'm encouraging you, spend that time with God. You can rest with him. Real rest, satisfying rest is found in the company of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. David said, he says, hey, I took time to rest with the Lord and I've come to, to, to this realization that he's my shepherd. I don't have a need for anything. I don't need anything. I mean, when I really took the time to spend with him, David said, I didn't have a need for anything. And he allowed me to rest. Come on, in green pastures. He led me beside quiet streams or quiet waters, if you will. And more importantly, the time that I spent with God. This is David. He says he renewed my strength. I say again, real rest. Satisfying rest is only found in the company of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I get somebody out there just to say, amen, PJ, you're talking right right now. Yeah. So so you got it. You understand. Right. We need to take rest. We really do. We can be honest that we're tired. Yeah, I'm so proud of your pastors. Yeah, I'm so proud of them saying, hey, you know what? We probably need to just recharge a little bit. And I think that's admirable. Because the world wouldn't allow us to do that. But they took the courage of God to say, I'm going to take a little time to rest with God. And some of you are saying, well, I, don't, I, I get there, PJ. I, I can't take a three month sabbatical. So you need to tell me how I can do it since you're so smart, PJ. Well, hold on. I'm, I'm going to give you I'm going to give you four things to consider. Here's the first one. Surrender your yeah, you see it on the screen. There, there's at least three things that you need to surrender to the one who can handle it. And I'm talking about God. Surrender. The, yeah, those three things that you're thinking about right now. Surrender your job, your company, your coworkers. Surrender your to-do list. Surrender, come on, your plan. Surrender it to God, your worries, your cares. First Peter Five and seven says it like this. Give all of your worries, your anxieties, your cares, your fears to the Lord. Why? Because he cares for you. That's right. He cares. He cares for you. And I'm saying don't just give him one. Give, give him all three. And if you got more than three, give it to him. That's the first thing. Surrender those things to the one who knows what to do with it. The second one. Here it is. Invite him. Who is him? God, Christ, Christ. 
Invite Christ into your space where your calendar and your to-do list resides. You, you know what I'm talking about. You, you, you acting like you got it all together, but if somebody really looked at your to-do list and your calendar, it's, it's all, can I say this? I'm from Waco, Texas, jacked up. It's just jacked up, it's messed up. And God is saying, let me into that space. In Revelations 3, 20, he says, he says, listen, I stand at the door and knock. And if anyone would open the door, right, and let me in, I will spend time with them. I will dine with them and he or she with me. This is what the Lord is saying. Invite him into your space. Number three, here's another one. Choose to unplug from, here it is. You already know what you really need to unplug from, but somebody's acting like they don't know. Choose to unplug from this your computer, <laughs> social media, TV, Hulu, Netflix. We may have to edit that part out, but unplug from all of that and then set a time. I'm, I'm going to unplug from it for, you know, uh, you know, an hour, two hours, three or four days, whatever. But choose to unplug and spend time with those that really matter most in your life. You know what I mean? And then finally, number four. Allow God to script the details of your downtime. Yeah, allow God to do that. Because if I ask the question, the last time that you tried to do downtime, how did that work out for you? Did, did you come away refreshed? And if you did, did you come away refreshed thinking about the next work day or the next business day or the next event? How, how did that work out for you? And so that's why I'm encouraging you Allow God to script your downtime. Jeremiah 29 and 11, uh, message translation says it like this. He says, listen, I know what I'm doing. This is God. He says, I have it all planned out. <laughs> what does God have planned out for me, PJ? Here it is. Plans to take care of you. Yeah, not to abandon you. Plans to give you the future that you hope for. See, there were times in my life where, where I, I really was planning, you know, I, I just want to get out of this. I, I, just, I just really want to work through this. And, and God, I, I got my plan on how I'm going to refresh and I, I need to change my job and I'm working a resume. And God says, no, I'm going to do it totally different. I, I'm going to have you removed from your position. And when that happened, I'm like, whoa, God, you know, as a matter of fact, I didn't even think it was God. I was like, the devil is alive. The devil is alive and got removed from a job. But let me tell you something. When I thought it was the worst thing for downtown, it was the best time. It was the best season. Because if I had not gone through God's plan for my life in that season, guess what? I wouldn't be standing in front of you right now. I didn't miss a beat. My family didn't miss a beat. In fact, the promotions keep coming because I was willing to allow God to script the downtime. What would your life be like if you chose today to go, you know what, I'm releasing it all in God's hand. I'm choosing to put this thing on airplane mode. I I'm choosing to let my, my little family, my social family out there, wherever they are, hey, I'm gonna be gone for a few days, a few weeks. Can you imagine? The richness of your marriage, the relationships with your children, 
Come on, the relationship with your God, how rich it would be. God says, I'm standing at the door and I'm knocking. Will you trust me enough with those things that you have? And let's spend that time together. I believe many of you are choosing to do that today. And God is saying, come on, I'll work it out in your life. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you right now for your word. And God, I pray that those that you spoke to reference this situation, this time in their life, God, that you would allow them to be courageous enough to say, I'm tired, I'm burdened down, I'm going through so much and I need to be refreshed. God, that as they would open up, uh, you know, in that level of transparency, that you would meet them at the point of their need and give them a time of refreshing. And Lord God, as they are being refreshed, I pray that you would take care of their businesses, their financial situations. Lord, you, you, you just take care of their plans and all, all the other strategies. And Lord, when they come away from that space, they will say, truly, it was good for me to spend time with God. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And thank God. Hey, I'm PJ, lead pastor of Freedom Point Church Hawaii, where it's all about Jesus, and Jesus is all about freedom. Listen, community, we love you, and I thank you for allowing me to have this time with you. God bless you, and enjoy your day. We love you. In Jesus' name.